What is happening, guys? This is Creating Space. I'm your host, Wes Knight, and this is episode number 12. In this episode, I'm bringing to you Benjamin Tyler. Benjamin is the host of an evolving lifestyle podcast, as well as a transformational speaker. What Ben does is helping individuals transition from an addictive type personality or lifestyle and gives them steps to transform their life for the better. He's got tons of wisdom. He's gone through a lot and he's going to share a lot of those experiences in this podcast. I know you're going to love it. So let's get to the show. This is episode 12 with Benjamin Tyler. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm sitting here with an impressive individual. This is Benjamin Tyler. Benjamin is a transformational speaker and he's the creator of the Unleash Yourself program. Not only that, he's a fellow host of an evolving lifestyle podcast. Benjamin Tyler, what's going on, my man? Not much, Wes. Thank you for having me on. It's always exciting to talk to like-minded people. Yeah, man. I'm excited to get a chance to speak with you and allow you to be on the other side of the mic, man. I ran across your podcast and was listening to a couple of individuals in your podcast and one in particular, Jake Ducey. I thought he was an excellent selection as a guest. He's a great spirit. Yeah. I'm trying to pursue him as well for mine. I thought he was a great call. Tell me a little bit about how you've come to the place of being a transformational speaker. That's an awesome note to your name. I mean, I'm still on that path of how I got here, but I mean, my life was defining moment at 12 is where I defined myself as unlovable. And it was me reaching out, begging my mother for attention and the love how I I needed it. And um, at the time she wasn't able to provide it how I wanted it. And I went through the next 15 years of telling this story to myself that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't lovable. I have to achieve things exteriorly so I look successful. And it just led me into a darker and darker hole when I realized that I needed to do the changing to create the life that I wanted with fulfillment. And it was a four-year journey. And that's where we sit today talking to each other. Wow, man. That's that's an interesting process. So you were looking for a certain type of love from your mother. What what does that mean? Because I feel a lot of children struggle, a lot of adults struggle because they weren't given a particular type of love from their parents. A lot of things, a lot of issues come from their parents. What what does that mean for you? So my mother, she was obsessed with my older sister and building the life that she always thought she wanted when she was in high school. So she was just obsessed with my sister. And I looked at that as that my life didn't matter, that I wasn't doing things that were interesting enough. And right. love to me was, I guess, more of um, a presence. Okay. Of just being there. I mean, me and my mother went three, four months without really having a real conversation where it was, you know, Benjamin, how are you today? It was always Benjamin, where's Sarah? Wow. That was how I perceived it. But, you know, at the same time, I didn't see all the things she was doing to give me love. I didn't see the woman picking me up from soccer camp. I didn't see the woman slaving away in a cubicle 50 hours a week to provide me things, how she showed her love. And I never, I mean, I never gave her the opportunity at that time to tell her what I needed. So it was really an unfair, it was unfair to her. You know, how is a mother, how is a person supposed to love you 
when you don't even tell them what you need to be loved. I didn't say, mom, like, could we just like sit together and just have a conversation? Not about Sarah, but about just life, about us, maybe what's going on in my life. And, you know, I just didn't awaken her to that I needing that. My family, my mother who's hyper-focused, if she doesn't know what she's doing is wrong and broken, she just keeps doing the same thing. Okay. A lot of people struggle with that same issue. They keep going down a road for blinders, unaware that what they're doing is harmful, maybe not necessarily to themselves, but individuals that are around them. So sounds like you were in need of a certain type of love. Your love languages were different than what your mom was used to giving in her love languages. How, yeah. did, how did that struggle as a, as a kid begin to manifest itself in your life? So it manifested in when I defined myself as unlovable, it was I had to build a life that other people envied. I had to build a life that visually was appealing because that's how I was going to be loved. So there was that dynamic going, but there was also this dynamic of latching onto my father. I mean, my father was doing great things. He was successful in business. He was speaking. He wrote books. And I just latched onto him. And I really, for me, I wanted to be the child that he was proud of. And I was desperate to make sure that I did that. So I built a life that perfectly emulated his. He came from the lower middle class and he had to work since he was 14. I came from the upper middle class and I was working 30 hours a week in high school because I wanted to emulate the hard work that my dad did. I went to college, I became an engineer and I love engineering, I love solving problems, but that's not how I'm supposed to solve problems in the world. And until I was 30 years old, told myself I had to be an engineer and I had to climb the corporate ladder like my father did when my soul was screaming, Ben, like, this isn't for you. Like, you're not meant to be in a cubicle. You're not meant to worry about what material bolt is going to be in this piece of machinery. Like, you have a different purpose in this world. Like, you need to serve it. And like, that's how the, the healthy internal turmoil was in my life and like the screaming of like my soul saying there's something different you need to be doing and that you are lovable in my mind saying like I have to make my father proud and then you aren't lovable led me into this thing where I just wanted to numb it I wanted to shut it up like shut up so I <laughs> fed it with, I fed it with booze I fed it with drugs I fed it with gambling I fed it with pornography anything to shut up whatever was going on inside my body and my mind and it was this world that led me to living in New Orleans, basically ran away from home right out of college. And that was going to a job in a different state. Um, I'm from Wisconsin. I moved to New Orleans and I was making like $75,000 a year, but I was living in a dump, showering with a garden hose because I was just fueling this need to numb myself, to numb my heart so I didn't have to feel anything. Showering with a garden hose. Yeah. Wow. What, what did you learn about yourself in those moments where you have taken the route of addiction to numb yourself from issues that you're not ready yet to deal with, right? A lot of individuals do that, but that to me is astonishing. Taking a shower with a garden hose, what'd you learn in that moment? Nothing. Really? I didn't learn. I was so, my ego was so big. And I was so numbed emotionally. I didn't, I couldn't realize it when I was doing that. I couldn't realize that like, I mean, my heart knew it, but like my, I was so controlled by my mind that I just, I filled it with 
lies. So I was like, well, you know, I'm living in this 200 a month place showering with this garden hose so that I can travel. And traveling was just going to Vegas and getting drunk and gambling. Like that's not enriching me. And I used it to buy all these nice clothes in my dump of a place I was living. I bought all these nice clothes and I can say, well, you know, I look good. I'm doing this to look good so that people will love me and admire me. It didn't come, my realization that I was like destroying my life didn't come until I started taking ownership of what I was. I mean, when I was showering with the garden hose, it was like the world was holding me back. Like the reason why I wasn't getting ahead is because my boss wasn't giving me better work so I could get promoted. The reason why I was struggling with relationships is because women are crazy. And it hmm. wasn't until I started failing that burst my ego and that was taking a really small thing. I took a test to get my professional engineer's license and I failed. And that was the first time, because I was successful in many ways, that was the first time I had to admit that I failed, that I couldn't blame anybody else. And then I, I was caring after I found out I failed and somebody that I was competing with, a friend of mine, but also competing with, we were at the same level and I wanted to get the promotion before him, he passed and then I had like this weird feeling in my stomach. And you know that feeling, Wes, like when you have to have a conversation with someone and you don't want to have it? Yeah. yeah. That's the feeling I had. And I carried it for three days. And that conversation was with myself. And I was sitting on the porch, drunk. And I said, you're the issue. I mean, you're sitting around drinking. Like you need to take ownership of your life. You're the reason why you're not creating the life that you want. And instantly, I knew like I had to start working on my emotions and tapping into my self-communication. And that was kind of really the start of my transformation. There's a lot of people in life who probably in hearing that message of you were having to have this conversation and the conversation is with yourself. There's a lot of people in life right now who that probably resonated with. Yeah. And what it's is, something we have. I mean, it's a conversation we have to have multiple times. It's not absolutely. just like the one conversation yeah. changed my There's, whole entire life. The deeper you go into yourself, the more problems that arise that you'll have to face as you go through the issues that you've buried. Right. So tell me what is the first step for an individual who acquires the awareness now that there's the problem and the problem is them. What's the first step in starting to make a change? The, the first step is it's understanding who you are and we fill ourselves with, you know, you were a soccer player. I was an engineer. That's how we try to define ourselves. A lot of people call themselves introverts. Well, 90% of the population thinks they're introverted and they're most people actually aren't. And it's just discovering my personality, who I was, how I reacted with the environments and what that was triggering for me. And it was just understanding like, what are these triggers that are happening in my life to make me feel small? But also what are the triggers that make me stand in my greatness and figuring out what these things are so that I could fill myself with more of these positive triggers than filling it with a bunch of these negative triggers that brought my pain and brought my shame. And just understanding how I interacted with the world. I think that was the start. I think for I me, think I think- Go ahead. Sorry about that. I think that's key. And I, I really want to illuminate that. A lot of people have a propensity to focus on the negative and to illuminate yeah. the negative. Nine times out of 10, we are our biggest critic. But it sounds like to me, you're saying that the most important thing to begin with is start to 
give yourself grace for all of the great things that you are? What are a couple of the things that you started to give yourself grace for? Uh, the first thing was is saying, Ben, you are lovable. You are loved. Like for me, that was a big thing. And just to say that out loud, like you are lovable, you have to start loving yourself. And just saying it out loud, because I think it's important to like verbally say stuff, not just to say it in your head. You need to write things down. You need to verbalize it. And it was like, Ben, you're loved. You're loved. And right. that allowed me to stand in a greatness of like, people aren't judging every one of my movements. Right. And this is the thing, like, so often we want to try to fix ourselves. I got to lose weight. Like, what do you want this year? I got to lose weight. I have to get rid of debt instead of saying, well, I need to create things in my life. We're always trying to like fix ourselves and get rid of things that we don't like in our life instead of saying, well, I want to create bigger social circles. I want to join a workout club like and creating. Like, why don't we find things that we can create instead of looking at things that we always have to fix? Man, I think that's brilliant. I really do think that's brilliant. But as you begin to start that trend, things like addiction and the darkness, whenever you shine light into a dark room, the cockroaches will spread, right? But at all yep. times, there's, there's moss that will come to the flame. There are demons that will try to prevent you from pursuing your greatness. Was it a struggle for you to fight off any of the demons, maybe the addictions that you had? If any, I still am to say that I'm perfect. And to say that, like, I'm cleansed of my past would just be a lie. I think we carry our, our past. We carry our story, our whole lives. And it's just understanding the things that create that shame and triggers of shame and saying that's not true. The most important thing is we always try to do things less on our own. Like we try to be the lone soldier and I define my life as a lone soldier. And for me, community is important and surrounding myself with people that allowed me to stand in my greatness, to fill my community instead of people that are just bar rats, like going out and finding people that were creating happiness and creating success and how they defined it. And it wasn't just like entrepreneurs, but it was like people that were in happy marriages. Everybody knows that person that just like walks through life confidently, like just happy with what they have and surrounding myself with those people so that when I start sharing my issues and like the things that I want in a life, I had people telling me that I can have it, that I'm worth it, that I mm. already have the talents, that I don't need more. I just need to start doing it and that I'm worth what I need. You are your environment, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. The, and, the, and your environment is so much your social circle. Like who it is Jim Rohn says, who are the, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And it's, you know, who are you spending that time with those five people? Like everyone can make that list right now. Who are those five people? How do they walk through life? And how is that projecting in your life? That's brilliant. Tell me a couple of, maybe a couple of things that your mentors or the new individuals who had come into your life, give me some of the things that they told you that have rang true in your mind that you always resort back to maybe a quote or an experience that they shared one of my big mentors is a guy, Ted McGrath, and he does seminars and he has a passive addiction. I really radiated with him. And he told me that you have to become the person that you want to be before you're ready. Mm. That you have to become that knowledge before you have all the self-assurance that you can do it because that's the only way you're going to become it. 
And that has just radiated. I learned that only a year ago, and that message radiates with me all the time. Wow. That's, that is a, an incredible statement. So what he's saying is you need to step into your greatness and make habitual decisions that are in line with where you want to head before you know you're even ready or else you'll never get there. Yep. And you have to have the mindset to push yourself to become that person. I mean, nobody's ready the first time they speak in public, right? You get that thing in your stomach again. You have all this self-doubt. <laughs> but something in you, some power in you at the same time has said, you're ready for this. Like you have a gift, you have a talent, you have a message that the world needs to hear, or at least this small group, and you need to become that. And like it's honoring that and taking action before you necessarily feel you're ready so that you put yourself in those situations to become the person you actually are destined to be if you allow it. I love that. That sounds like a pivot moment for you when you decided to start making this your lifestyle. I was obsessed with knowledge. I had to know more. I had to learn more instead of sure. just going out and serving. Wow. And you put it into practice. Therein lies an even greater question. Mm -hmm. What were the keys in that beginning time where it's so easy to fall back and relapse into old habits, what are maybe two or three keys to beginning to transform your life? The most important thing to me is I think in life, all of us need to be creating and creating in a positive, forward-moving manner. So the mind is going to be challenged. You can either sit and say, you're not good enough you know, I'm not worth this. And you can sit on the couch and just contemplate this stuff and believe it and do nothing and say it's never the right time. Or you can challenge yourself by saying, I'm worth it and I'm going to go after it and I'm uncomfortable, but I need to do it. So I think people need to keep creating. They always need to be pushing creation for the betterment of their lives. And that was a big thing for me. And the other thing is, I said it already, but you have to have the community. And the community comes in many ways. Like I started investing in mentors. I think having a coach, having someone you can speak your truth to and maybe them redefining it in a third party manner where they're not invested in your life, but they're only invested in you rising up to what you want to be. That's important. Community of having like-minded people around you when you don't have your mentors around. That's important to me. Also a book, listening to podcasts. Like Wes, I listen to your podcast. Like you're a mentor to me. And who wow. you have is like a single, whoever your guest is, is like part of my community for that hour that I spend with you guys. And like filling yourself with these people that are doing things, that are asking the questions and putting movement into their life is what makes you go to your next level and inspires you. I think that's the two key things, filling yourself with people that you need and always challenging yourself in a positive manner. I mean, look at, really? I mean, look at, you can look at your career, you, your soccer career is over. How many athletes sit there and just dwell on the fact that they can no longer do the thing that they spend their whole life doing? Well, Ben, Instead, I was caught doing that for two years and yeah. it got me to a really dark place. So I agree with you wholeheartedly that it wasn't until I started to illuminate all of the great assets that I had that I was able to begin to create. So I had to illuminate the positive, 
and then be able to create space in my life to back away from the identity, which was the athlete, which was no longer. Mm-hmm. And then I had to, to be able to get a community around me. It's, it's all of the things that you're speaking about. And I agree so much with you and wholeheartedly. And, and How did you illuminate your talents? You said that. I like that. Yeah. You have to illuminate your talents by not only listening to yourself, but by listening to others, because it's a big egotistical swing for someone to throw you a compliment and for you to say no and to not agree with it. It's almost the inverse of an egotistical feel. You know, it's a person could say back to me, if I don't take their compliment, I think you know more than me. And individuals kept saying to me, Wes, you're well-spoken. Wes, you enjoy philosophy and, and you love talking about these things. Maybe you should try to create a life around that. And then I started to illuminate, hey, man, I'm doing this. You know, every night I'm going to sleep to Alan Watts. Mm-hmm. Every morning I'm waking up and I'm listening to a new podcast. Every, you know, opportunity I get, I'm trying to find a new book that I can have around me and mentors that I can talk to. So just like you, I started to illuminate the things that I enjoyed and said, Hey, I got to create a life around this because this is what's going to make my soul burn a blaze, you know, hundred percent. So you've, you've gone on this process and, and in listening to your podcast, you talk about this 66 day process that you've gone through and you've documented your time in breaking yourself from the addiction to alcohol. Now, that's interesting to me, Ben, because I felt like, although I wasn't your prototypical alcohol-infused athlete, I still had an issue with it. And here was the issue that I had. And I think alcoholism presents itself in many different ways. And I think people Mm -hmm. will shun individuals, right? When someone says, you're an alcoholic, you prototypically, you think they're drinking all day long, all of the time. But mm-hmm. I believe that's not the truth. Do you believe also that an alcoholic is someone that may drink just once a week, but when he does, he's binge drinking or she's binge drinking and drinking until blackout? Does that constitute maybe alcoholism or an alcohol problem? I mean, that's the question everyone talks about. I don't even like the word alcoholism. I mean, to me, it's Let's not even talk about the alcoholic, the blackout drunk. Let's just say, is alcohol a crutch in your life? Mm. Are you using it? For me, I used to you know, wake up having pissed my pants, blackout drunk, wake up in that state in my car because I, I was driving to the bars. And um, I had that life. But when I finally stopped drinking, I was past that. But I was still, I had to sit back one day. I was reaching for a beer and I... You know, I said, Ben, like the first time my body said, Ben, do you really want this beer? And I had to sit down and I had to ask myself and I listened to that and allowed myself. And I'm like, my ego is like, you don't need it. You're fine. You've got a six figure salary. Yeah, your business, your side business has stalled right now. It doesn't have momentum, but you've got all these business strategies. And then I was like, but once again, like this subconscious said, well, Ben, do you still use alcohol to socialize as a social lubricant all the time? Do you use it to manage stress? Of course. Do you use it every time that you need to celebrate? Yes. Do you use it every time you need to go dating? Yes. Do you think maybe you use alcohol as a crutch in your life? And for me, it was like, well, you know, I don't know. Let's go and explore that. And I think so often you don't have to be the blackout drunk to have alcohol as a crutch or eating as a crutch or a cigarette as a crutch or working out as a crutch. And it's like, you use this to fall back when you don't want to address other things in your life. And for me, 
that's the big question is, is what are you using in your life as a crutch to fall back and hide from what you really need to be doing? Yeah. And you can go intrinsically and you can figure that out if you really want to ask the questions, right? And and now yeah. in the 66-day process, you have a lot of time that you're having to spend with yourself because you're breaking yourself of the crutch. Oh, so, it was so boring. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who, who's to say, you know, boring is uh, in the eye of the beholder, right? Some yeah. individuals might like spending a little more time with themselves, but you were, you've said on your podcast, you were journaling, you were doing vlogs. Basically what you were doing was hanging out for 66 days with you. Mm-hmm. And what did you learn about yourself in that time? Uh, what I learned in that 66 days, like I had a massive transformation. I, I think what I really learned is that I'm an engineer. I'm very logical. I'm very rational. I used to think everything could be done through a formula. Everything could be done through a process of using math and logic. And I opened up my body and let like this other thing be explored. I allowed my intuition to take a piece of my life. I allowed myself to actually feel. And that's a very uncomfortable place when you first are around it. And it just allowed me, I just realized how much alcohol was numbing this other spiritual component of my life. I gained my spirituality in that 66 days. I got rid of a relationship that wasn't serving me. I had the conversation I needed to have with my mother. I created momentum because I was taking more action. I no longer had the excuse of time because when you're not laying around drinking, you've got a lot more energy to actually create the things you want. And it was just realizing these things. I was like, and I had all this momentum after 66 days. I was just like, I don't want to go back. You know, it's, it was a crutch in my life, but like, even if it wasn't like, I just don't want to go to the back. I have so much momentum. Why would I risk this? And the more and more people you find that take alcohol of their life, they're all saying this. They're all saying, it's like, wow, I didn't realize how much more time I have. Wow. I didn't realize, you know, just what it felt like being, Drinking, like people go back after 66 days and they have a drink like, man, this feels weird. I'm not comfortable with this. Right. Or they wake up with a hangover like, man, that is, I didn't realize how much I was poisoning my body beforehand. And it's just, there's like this movement. I think a lot of people are taking, seeing and exploring what life is without alcohol. And I just wanted to give a program for people to have that community so that they could explore it with other people. And, you know, at the same time, learn about how to manage stress, how to create something new in your life. Because when you have a crutch, you have to create something new. You know, when you had to stop with soccer, you had to create something new to fill your time. And if, you know, if you want to better your life, it better be something positive, right? Absolutely. has to be positive because there's only two choices you can make in my mind. You can either go down the road of addiction and negativity and darkness, and we all see where that leads. Or you can choose to be a warrior of light. And to be honest, there's only two choices in life, light or dark. And for me, I wanted to choose light always, always. Um, As you continue to move forward in your life, you're now a transformational speaker, the creator of the Unleash Yourself program and the the host of an evolving lifestyle podcast. I want to salute you for all of the things that you're doing right now, which is you're living in your true light. And you are creating space for the version of yourself, which is what you see is your best. My question to you, as we round out this podcast, Ben, you've been an incredible, incredibly thought-provoking and revealing guest. 
my question to you is, how do you plan as you have elevated your standards and elevated your life? Tell me what's next. Where do you see yourself heading and what's the Benjamin Tyler of five years going to be doing? Wow. I don't know if I've even thought five years ahead, but uh, I mean, immediately I feel my energy, my power in this world is to serve a message to other people to rise in their power. And I'm starting that doing seminars, uh, one day seminars. I'm having one coming up in October, but whenever you listen to this, like unleash yourself live is an experience where people can come in a place where they can be comfortable with exploring who they are, what they truly want and having the confidence and the strategies to make that a reality. And that is in the immediate futures in three months, that's where I see things. And in five years, I see the same thing is going around sharing and helping people guide them to start standing in more of their greatness and having more. I mean, I have clients now that are doing crazy things that they never thought possible and just allowing more and more people to believe that they can do it because Wes, you'd probably agree with me. This is the time with all the information, all the ways to create whatever you want. There's nothing stopping us anymore. Very true. Very true. There, there are no reasons. There are no excuses. We got an infinite access to information, infinite ability to connect and to communicate. And now more than ever, it's the time to use all of those aspects to be able to supplement change. Or just one of them. Growth. Yeah. One (laughs) or all. You know, as much as you can, using your voice and your ability and your story, Ben, to create space for other people to live their best lives. Man, I really would love to get some information about this Unleash Yourself program. Where can I find that? There's a couple of ways, but I'll just keep it easy for everyone. I mean, the best way to figure out more about Unleash Yourself and what I'm doing is Benjamin tyler.com and that's benjamin with a dash tyler.com and also this is a podcast right so if you want to learn more about what i'm doing and the message i'm sharing you can always go to an evolving lifestyle podcast it's an excellent podcast guys he's got a host of great guests that he brings on the show on a weekly basis and i've just tuned in probably a week two weeks in now and i'm really enjoying the content that he's putting out and i every time i get the little blue dot in my podcast feed that shows that he's up i'll hit it and i'll get on it in a workout or on a drive ben i'm so excited that you agreed to come on the show I think that your message is going to change lives. It's going to shift people's realities and help them look at it themselves a little more deeply. As we move on, I want to thank you once again for making the choice to improve your life, making the choice to improve others' lives, and making the choice every day to continue to be the best versions of yourself and allowing yourself to create space for more. Guys, what an incredible podcast. If you'd like to hear more like Benjamin, you can find them on this podcast at Creating Space with West Knight. We have just had a great announcement. We're on to the Audio Boom platform, which helps us expand just a little bit further. Benjamin, so excited you're able to come on the show, man. I wish you the best, best of time moving forward, and we'll continue to communicate and connect with you moving forward, okay? Thank you, man. I appreciate the time you let me have with you. Yeah, Benjamin, take it easy. <laughs>